Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of our times, the pro-life movement. You are listening to us on AM 1220, The Word, and also 1440, The Word. You can also listen to us every evening on the web at whkwradio.com. Remember, our programs are available for download, so if you like what you hear, send out an email or do a tweet or whatever it is that you want to do, a Facebook post, to let people know to go to the to fromthemedian.org to listen to this particular um, interview that we've got. And this evening we have a brand new guest with us, and I'm going to jump right into it because all of us know that we are fighting a huge religious freedom battle right now, um, which has been brought on by the Obamacare um, uh, program. This whole idea, this whole um, focus has been put onto religious freedoms as a result of the HHS mandate that came down that said that we have to provide abortifacients, contraceptives, uh, and, and, and now we're also finding actually also abortions to, um, companies have to actually provide those to, to their, um, employees. And as a result of that, there's been a huge pushback from many, many religious organizations, many, uh, companies, private companies who just do not want to do this. This is against their conscience. Um, we have a very, very wonderful Catholic school, uh, college. Um, that has joined with several other people to actually take this on, and and they've done, they did this a while back. Um, tonight, what we have with the person we have with us is Doctor Tom uh, McLean, who is the president of Thomas Aquinas College. Um, and I am going to actually welcome Doctor McLean and ask him to tell us a little bit about the college and um, who he is and why he feels that this is such an important thing that this small Liberal Arts Catholic College would take on the, the U.S. government on this issue. Welcome to the program, Dr. McLean. Thank you, Molly. I'm happy to be here. Right. So let's jump right in. Who is Dr. McLean and uh, what is this gorgeous college? I know a little bit more about it because I have to, as I always say, I have to, in full disclosure, I had uh, two of my, my cousin's children, or actually I think three of them, went to Thomas Aquinas College and... and um, I know quite a little bit about them, as well as we've got several students here in the, or, or actually um, alumni of St. Thomas Aquinas here in the Cleveland area. So I know quite a bit about your college, but not everybody else out there knows about it. So tell us about uh, Thomas Aquinas. Well, thank you, Molly. Um, I've had the good fortune to be here since 1978, uh, having completed my graduate work in philosophy at the University of Notre Dame. And having uh, done my undergraduate work at uh, St. Mary's College of California, uh, where the founders of Thomas Aquinas College were all teaching in the late 1960s. And when the uh, number of Catholic universities uh, got together and issued what's become known as the Land O'Lakes Statement, in which they asserted their independence from the uh, teachings of the church, uh, the founders of Thomas Aquinas College uh, put together a, a mission statement uh, outlining uh, an idea for a, 
a Catholic liberal arts college that would be thoroughly faithful to the teachings of the church and really implement uh, the traditional theological doctrine that faith seeks understanding. So uh, the college was founded in 1971. I joined the faculty in 1978, and I've been here ever since. I've held a variety of administrative and teaching positions at the college, and uh, five years ago was appointed president uh, after the untimely and tragic death of Tom Dillon, who had served as president here for 19 years. Um, the college, I think, is unique in a number of respects. Uh, our curriculum is a broad, a well-organized, and a coherent liberal arts curriculum, which introduces students to the uh, fundamental disciplines, including mathematics and natural science and literature, philosophy and theology, uh, and uh, which is ordered in a way uh, to help the students move through four years from the more elementary and introductory disciplines and subjects to the more difficult uh, subjects as the uh, four years go on. And um, the, the uh, curriculum is unique as well because it's designed to really help young people with the more difficult studies that they find in, in Catholic philosophy and theology. So uh, we think our curriculum is, uh, is coherent and complete and really um, helps uh, our students grow in Catholic wisdom and actually helps to prepare them for any vocations they might pursue after they graduate. Mm. We've been very blessed with uh, a significant number of religious vocations from Thomas Aquinas College, and our graduates are successfully pursuing careers in business and education, law, medicine, and any, any number of other vocations, to say nothing of uh, happy and productive Catholic marriages. I love that part. <laughs> well, uh, so do we. We're very proud of our graduates and the families they're raising. And, uh, you know, as they get older, uh, more and more of our students happen to be uh, children of our alumni. Oh, that's wonderful. Very nice tradition. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, that, that's, it's funny. I had, um, our, our, um, bishop, auxiliary bishop emeritus that was, uh, here from the Cleveland area on the program a little while back. And I was asking him, we were talking about saints. It was on All Saints Day and we were asking him, I was asking him about, you know, he was telling me about all the different saints. He's, he's a Benedictine and, you know, who they were. And we were talking about, and I said to him, now, come on, tell me about, but about the, about the saints that are, that are married saints, that are a husband or a wife and they're saints because they're husbands and wives. Yes. <laughs> and I actually had him completely stumped. It was really funny because, but, but you know what? That is something that I think we've got to get back to Dr. McLean because I think, the, the importance of marriage, the importance of the family, we, I feel certainly that the reason why we're in the mess we're in right now in so many areas culturally is because we've taken the focus off of that. I think you're absolutely right, yeah. Molly. And I'll tell you a, a kind of interesting anecdote uh, that pertains to the college uh, about that. We recently um, received a, a lovely gift to uh, to build an academic building here on the campus. And our uh, custom is to name our buildings for saints uh, instead of the donors. And uh, after some back and forth with the donor, we agreed to name this building in honor of 
St. Gladys, whom, whom I'd never heard of, actually. Uh, but we did some research, and it turns out that St. Gladys was a, a 5th century Welsh woman, married, had raised, uh, she and her husband raised uh, eight children, seven of whom are saints in the Catholic Church, and one of whom uh, actually started a college in his own right. So we, we uh, thought, uh, after some research, that this was a providential selection, and that St. Gladys, because of her her marriage, her role in politics, uh, and her uh, commitment to her children uh, would constitute a great role model for our students. And we're proud to have a building name for her. We will have a statue honoring her on the campus. And I think uh, with you that um, the more we can put before young people examples of saintly marriages, saintly Absolutely. spouses, I think... Um, the more edified our young people will be and the more uh, committed they will be to living um, the Catholic life within within marriage themselves. And this segues right into what we have you on the program for today, Dr. McLean, because I think this is, from what I am understanding, this is the, the bottom line of what this, your college is about and why you decided to take on the, the HHS contraceptive mandate. Well, I think you're right, Molly. Um, briefly, the um, as you know, and, and I assume most of your listeners know, the mandate requires um, all organizations who provide insurance for their employees to uh, provide insurance which covers um, things which, according to our Catholic faith, are morally objectionable, like contraception, uh, like certain abortifacients, uh, voluntary sterilizations, and in some cases, even elective abortions. So given our commitment to the Catholic faith and given our desire to uh, really model and testify to that commitment to our students and our broader uh, community, we decided to oppose the HHS mandate and do whatever we could within the legal system to combat the mandate and uh, exercise our right to religious freedom and the freedom of conscience and our right to refuse to provide that kind of insurance coverage. So our, our Board of Governors, our faculty, our alumni, our staff have been united in this effort, and we have taken uh, steps, as you know, to oppose the mandate uh, in the uh, District Court of uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, now our case was recently heard by the Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C. Mm. We will be back with Dr. McLean right after the short break, and when we come back, stay with us. We're going to talk a little bit more about um, what has happened now. As you heard, that this was presented. It is. It's not it went before the appeals court. Now what's going to happen now? So stay with us. Welcome back. I am here in the studio. Actually, I'm here in the studio, but I am being joined by Dr. Michael McLean, who is the president of Thomas Aquinas College. 
And um, I have invited him on the show to talk to us a little bit about the very recent ruling on uh, United States Court of Appeals in the dist- for the District of Columbus Circuit denied Thomas Aquinas College's challenge to the HHS mandate that requires Catholic schools to facilitate the availability of free contraceptives, abortifacients, and sterilization services to its employers, employees. Um, you, they, they joined, um, a lawsuit that included the Catholic University of, of America, the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., and Priests for Life. Um, Dr. Michael McLean is with us today to just, to, to walk us through a little bit about why he's already explained to us why it's important that they actually joined this lawsuit. Um, and now we're going to talk about what happens next. Uh, Michael, what is the next step that's going to be taken? Well, Molly, uh, let me just give you a little bit of background first, if I may. Sure. Um, we uh, elected to uh, pursue litigation in the in the uh, D.C. Circuit to, uh, frankly, to stay out of the Ninth Circuit Court out here in California, which is among the most liberal circuits in the nation. Mm-hmm. So uh, with the advice of our Archbishop, um, Archbishop Gomez, and our board, we opt- opted to uh, pursue litigation in the District of Columbia. And we actually uh, joined with, as you said, the Catholic University of America and the Arch Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., and Father Pavone and the Priests for Life. And we, in fact, uh, won the suit at the district court level. Uh, the college, uh, because, it, because we self-insure, uh, the judge at the district level found in our favor and issued a permanent injunction against enforcement of the mandate as it applied to Thomas Aquinas College. Uh, none of the other, uh, none of our other partners in, uh, won at that level, so they all opted to appeal the decision, whereas in our case, the government appealed against us. Oh, wow. So the, uh, the upshot of that was uh, all of the litigants uh, had to make a presentation before the uh, District of Columbia Court of Appeals, and the decision from the Court of Appeals was issued uh, last Friday, and they ruled against all of the parties on every uh, part of the suit. So every um, argument we brought forth defending our right to conscience, our right to, our right to religious freedom, was rejected by the three judges of the uh, Court of Appeals, unfortunately. Um, I've read the uh, decision, and um, they simply um, rejected or ignored the fact that by availing ourselves of the uh, accommodation that the, the uh, government has offered to religious organizations, uh, the very fact that we avail ourselves of that um, accommodation really implicates us in the whole process of eventually providing the coverage. So none of the uh, Catholic organizations that were parties to the suit were satisfied with the accommodation and were not satisfied with the ruling of the Court of Appeals. So uh, we're looking at our options. Um, We have the good fortune of being represented by the Jones Day Law Firm. I think their headquarters are, in fact, in Cleveland, at least yes, our attorneys, are. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think, are. are in Cleveland. They're doing an excellent job of representing us. We're waiting for their recommendation, but I'm, I'm hopeful that we will 
um, appeal the decision to the United States Supreme Court and that the Supreme Court will decide to hear these cases that I think raise serious constitutional issues about the uh, right to religious freedom and the right to conscience that's been guaranteed in this country from its founding. So as far as the next step, um, I believe we'll be asking the Supreme Court to hear the case, as will, I think, a number of other Catholic not-for-profit organizations, including, for example, the Little Sisters of the Poor. Mm -hmm. And our hope is that the Supreme Court will agree to hear these cases and that they will eventually rule in our favor. What happens, uh, Michael, if, if this, if it's going to take how long and in the meantime, what happens? Well, as far as I uh, can gather, Molly, in the meantime, uh, while the uh, litigation is, um, is underway, we remain uh, exempt from the, uh, from the mandate at least until our insurance policy renews, which will not be until uh, August 1st of 2015. So we have a number of months before we become subject to it, and I'm, I'm confident that our attorneys will be seeking a stay uh, with regard to the mandate while the litigation proceeds and until until it's finally adjudicated. Um, you know, as far as what we do, uh, if if the the government ultimately prevails, uh, that's a decision we'll have to make down down the road. I think we'll be looking for guidance from the uh, U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Uh, we'll be looking for guidance from our our board of trustees. And uh, we'll be discussing the matter uh, with our faculty. So I'm, I'm really not in a position to say what we'll do ultimately if we don't prevail. But but I remain confident, and I ask uh, your listeners to join us in prayer and, and in any way they can to support the institutions that are opposing the mandate and trying to stand steadfastly for Catholic moral teaching. Absolutely, and I'm I'm so pleased you said that because I think you know when sometimes in in the darkest moment that's when you see the light you know and and we have to look for 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 God in all of this, you know. I think you're I think you're right about that. Absolutely, yes. we have to trust that, that you know we will not, and I think that's that's the other part of what people without faith don't understand, Michael, is that we will not go against our consciences. We will not go against what we believe. Well, that's right, because our, our, our faith commitment is, is foundational in our lives and foundational here at the college, and it really does uh, animate everything we do here at Thomas Aquinas College and has done so from the very beginning. Um, this college was founded, as I mentioned earlier, to, to teach um, the Catholic faith in a serious way to eager and able students and I think we've been successful doing that. And I think it's very important to our mission that we model our fidelity to the church and our fidelity to Christ. And that's what we're trying to do in this particular battle. Some of, you know, and, and I, I, as I, as I hear all of this and I see the strength and, and it actually fills me with a lot of hope. I know it has to be so stressful for all of the organizations that are involved in this battle right now. Um, you know, we, we happen to not be so in, involved because we are a 100% volunteer organization here at Cleveland Right to Life for the most part. 
Um, but, but I see the resolve that's happening and I see all of the, the, you know, the Christian organizations coming together. This has to also, we're about out of time for your, for, for right now, but this has to give you a lot of hope too, um, Michael, when you see how strong everybody is on this issue. I think it does. And I've been very, uh, edified, Molly, by the uh, leadership of the bishops in this fight. It's been going on nearly two years now. And I was very encouraged uh, when we actually won our case at the district court level because I thought the judge there uh, respected our position and had an understanding and appreciation for uh, the rights of conscience and religion that are guaranteed by the Constitution and by the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Uh, and I've been edified, like you have, by the uh, the zeal and the commitment of many, many, many Catholic organizations across the country who are taking this cha- challenge seriously and doing their best to uh, to fight it and to prevail. Dr. Michael McLean from Thomas Aquinas College, president there at this wonderful college. Thank you so much for joining us and helping us to understand this. this and be assured, we will be praying for you. Thank you very much, Molly. It's been my pleasure. Take care. All of you out there, stay with us. We'll be back with you right after this short break.